Good morning. This is Michael Stoller for the Stoller Real Estate Report on the Cat. This morning, I have the honor of having Thomas Donovan, partner and vice chairman of B6 Real Estate Advisors, who specializes in the borough of Queens. Thanks for being here, Tommy. Thank you, Michael, for having me. So, so Tommy, you are the guru on the borough of Queens plus the borough. So what's really happening today with regard to investment sales, with regard to leasing, and so on? Um, as I've been mentioning for the last couple of months, uh, it's a bifurcated market, like anywhere in New York City. Uh, some properties are really, really desirable. Some properties are filling up, you know, good absorbency. Um, and some properties are just sitting there. It all depends on location, transportation, uh, sponsorship. Uh, and again, per building is, really matters. So what's happening today? You know, many of the listeners would like to know what happened to the Amazon properties in Long Island City. What's happening on those sites? Um, some of them have sold. Some of them uh, repositioned on an as-is basis. What it didn't happen was the six-for-one of the new jobs coming in, the new nail salons, the restaurants and such, that would have been affected by it. So, you know, Long Island City and Astoria is still, you know, top two markets in Queens, but it just didn't get the full boom that it would have had with all those new jobs coming in. With, with, with regard to uh, the boom in Long Island City and so other parts of Queens, what's going on with retail? Retail leasing, again, I'm a sales broker, but retail leasing has been slow. Uh, there aren't that many new tenants coming. Some tenants are repositioning. Uh, we sold a couple of buildings over the last two years where tenants actually downsized and they had to subdivide their space and you know, put a, a secondary tenant in. We actually had a bank that took you know 25% off their space and uh, let it out to a, a laundry facility. But, you know, they're, they are absorbing. I, I try to encourage people not to put what I call the, the negative tendency in there, the, you know, the smoke shops, the, not that some of them aren't good, but, you know, the, the massage places. And right, the, the proliferation nail, of the smoke shops, the nail, nail salons, salons and all those are, you know, are different. But, you know, Queens is an area that people really like shopping. It's a neighborhood retail and so on. Correct. What's going on with the hospitality market? I mean, it's always been interesting, especially it's doing better in New York, in Manhattan. So I assume it's, you know, also helping in Long Island City and other parts of Queens. There aren't nearly as many um, flashes of what's going on there. Like with Manhattan, everybody's talking about it. Uh, they get a lot of the airport business, which kind of gives them better occupancy. Some of them are sitting dormant. Um, can't really speak on it all that well because there's not enough published on it. What, what's happening with regard to the subject of um, uh, the, you know, we had these industrial sites which were then subsequently converted to office sites and now the office sites aren't doing well. Are they being converted again? In some cases, yes. It's funny you say that. You know, for many years, of, uh, industrial spaces were let between 8 and $10 a foot. Now you've seen industrial spaces in some spaces renting at $35 a foot, there's 4.2 million square feet of available office space in Queens. You know, some 1,000 square foot spaces, some 100,000 square foot blocks. So to absorb that is really, really difficult. But uh, industrial spaces, there's not enough space because they haven't really built any new industrial since they rezoned the 348 blocks back in 2008. So there's a need for industrial, so the prices are going way up, and there's a lot less maintenance involved with industrial tenants than there are with an office yeah, tenant. But the, but the cost of reconverting the property now back to industrial even is, is expensive. So, you know, the initial, the question is who's the last man standing to make profit on the deal? Again, it all depends on how long people have owned it. You know, if they if if you have a, a zero basis and you have zero debt on it, it's cost effective to 
convert it back to industrial if you can get the right tenant that's going to sign a long-term lease, particularly if it's a machine space where you know the cost of moving the machines are very expensive. As long as they have in their contracts that they normally don't leave. You know, if you're doing you know cut-up spaces where they call it, you know, manufacturing, but it's really you know web designing and a light manufacturing. You know, sometimes doing the work doesn't really matter. Maybe you're better off just partitioning it and keeping it. You know. A secondary industrial secondary office. What, ab- uh, what about uh, sites, uh, development sites? Are they what are they selling for these days in Queens? Um, non non prime retail sites and non prime Manhattan skyline sites in the neighborhood of one seventy five to two hundred dollars per buildable BSF. And what were they before the pandemic and everything else? About twenty five percent more. They were twenty five percent more. Yeah, the, the one seventy five sites were selling for one night and two hundred. The 200 is 225, but we really, other than the ones that have really, really strong retail, where you, you know, hundred dollar foot retail, and or you know, the Long Island City sites with the Manhattan views, they really haven't gone above 200 to 275 per buildable square foot. What's happening with Willets Point? You know, the, you have related, you have Sterling Equities, and then you have the uh, the soccer stadium. They're saying that it's going to be open by 2027. It's a six billion dollar project. You know, 2,500 square foot, uh, 2,500 residential, fully, fully affordable residential units. A soccer stadium. I think it's a 650 person school. Um, I haven't really read much about you know. Th- what the what about what, ab- what about the area nearby, uh, with regard to investment sales near well, Willets Point? Well, if if you go east, it's Flushing. Downtown Flushing is arguably the strongest market in New York City, or definitely the strongest market in Queens. Development, retail, hospitality, restaurants didn't waver even during COVID. You know, it's a very, very flush market. You know, if you go to, you know, kind of west toward, uh, or north toward um, Whitestone and such, it's a very heavily residential, single-family house neighborhood. Hasn't really affected much. And then if you go to Corona, that was always a tertiary market. It's gotten better since... Uh, the seven train extended to the Hudson Yard, so it became more of a commuter neighborhood. But it you know goes right through Flushing, right through Jackson Heights, and all along the some of the better northern corridors. What about the potential in for the casino? You know, to see another casino in Queens. I think they're going to cannibalize each other. I don't I, I don't know if necessarily casinos are going to be good, personally. Okay, uh, what's happening? <clears throat> I know that the Forest Hills Jewish Center was sold site for development over there. What are, what are they doing there? Uh, right now, they're trying to relocate uh, the temporary space uh, because the, the Jewish Center is staying in, um, not in the, in the development, but in the community. It's not closing, so it's, it's just relocating. Uh, they're they're in the planning process. We got Attorney General approval, and hopefully, it'll close sometime in the next six to nine months. Okay, uh, with regard, so if you had to rate the best parts, are we talking Flushing, with J- Jamaica, Willits Points, Long Island City? How would you rate those locations? Uh, personally, I would say the two strongest markets and have always been the strongest markets are Flushing and Astoria. Okay. Personally. I think all the sectors work good in those two neighborhoods. So those are your viewpoints for the future? I, I love I love Forest Hills as well. You have the express trains, you have the Long Island Railroad. You know, There's a lot of great parts of Forest Hills as well. But I think my personal opinion is Flushing because of the density and the story for the diversity are the two strongest markets in the borough. What about tax uh, advantages 
Are there still tax advantages for people to invest in Queens? Well, they have the opportunities on sites, but they really, I haven't seen them really add any any value. Right. Um, a couple of years ago, opportunity zones were an important thing. I don't think they're. They, I, in I haven't the, really in seen the them add any. They all. didn't take any value away, but I haven't seen anybody buy a site strictly for for that tax advantage. So you know, we'll see what, what you know how the tax is going forward. What about the what's going on with the major retailers? You had those two shopping centers in you know downtown Queens. Um, Queen Center Mall and Queen's Place seem to be thriving. Um, I just read that I think the Brooklyn Dumplin' House just opened in, in Queen's Place. Um, I think they're at full and near full occupancy. They have food, amenities, you know, really, really, really strong sites. I think the Queen Center Mall might be the number one and number two grossing mall in the United States. What about uh, the residential condominium market? I know it's not your specialty, but what do you hear that's going on in Queens? I, I think people are still trying to develop for condos. I think the prices had come down. I think the prices in Long Island City are rivaling that of secondary Williamsburg, which is great because Williamsburg had taken, had gone ahead of Manhattan in some places in pricing. So I think the condo market and, and the stronger neighborhoods, the story of Long Island City, actually doing pretty well. Okay, so thank you very much for being here on the Stoller Report and the Cats Roundtable, and I hope to see you soon. I hope to see you soon. Thank you, Michael.